Hey everyone, I'm Jordan from New St. Andrews College. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our upcoming prospective student weekends. We have one on March 2nd and 3rd, and another from April 13th to 16th. To learn more and to register your visit, check us out online at nsa.edu. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we came back one more time. We came back safety first this time. We're just in front of Rachel's house. (laughs) If we run out of gas. Do not travel. We'll be able to Mom told me. I thought this was hilarious and so funny. She was like, I listened to your podcast and I loved when you guys were talking about being bad at things because your podcast is the perfect example. I was like, oh, it's it so is. true. We're being, we're being so gifted at being bad at podcasting. Unthwarted <laughs> by running out of gas my, here my, and there. My real concern here is, is if we're getting any better. And I doubt it. I doubt Probably it. Not. We might be getting sloppier. I think we might have touched a new low on that last episode. Maybe. Well, I think we... Well, let's see what we can do today. I think it let's was see a what grand we can come slam. up with today. We, we tagged all the bases of laughing ourselves into silence and then also running out of gas and you know multiple we did the things. important things first so we i did. had to tell you i had two things i saved to tell you two things oh. about my life going well that i thought you okay. would enjoy when you say you do you mean me yeah personally? you not the well the listening obviously i'm telling all of you at the same time okay. my story so this sunday we were having some people for lunch so got up early and i was like but i was doing other things then getting ready. Okay. <laughs> getting myself ready for church. So by the time I was actually quickly getting dressed for church, I was like, mm, there's not enough time in the morning here for me to blow dry my hair and curl it. Right. I could like, cause I could blow dry it to the illusion of dry sure. hair, but sure. there's no way you could curl it at that point. It would right. be no, just no. steaming up something. And, um, <laughs> So I speedster style. That was like time to cut losses, Rachel, and deal with it that you're yeah. wearing your hair time straight. to become a head coverer at church. Yeah, wearing your hair straight today. Sport. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. It's time to go. Uh, I threw a clip in my hair to keep it out of my face in okay. the front. And I, a lot of fuzz. There was a fuzzy sure. radius. Yeah. And I grabbed my hairspray. So this is in a like... Hustle, hustle, Rachel. Time to go get in the car. Grab my hairspray to just get some of the fuzz to chill out around. And it was moose. Just (laughs) hosed my head off in moose at the the last moment. It looked like I was spraying one of those. delightful. It looked like I was spraying one of those, like, um... Mm -hmm. Well, it's not exactly moose, but it's a product like that. And it looked like I was spraying one of those wall texturing sprays. <laughs> just like <laughs> nice, all over the nice, top of my head kind was of like an orange peel. Yeah, I was like, ooh, <laughs> that is an outdated wall texture that you put on your head. So <laughs> I've done that. So though. that was good. I've done that when I 
travel and I have stashed away little like, you know, travel size in the approved liquid format. Um, like I had a small can of hairspray, which I took on a trip and I did the same thing. I blasted my head with it and realized it was a spray <laughs> mousse that I had not looked closely at what bottle I was grabbing. Like, Ooh. So then the yes. second thing was right before a parish soup night this last week. I, um, and by right before, I mean like, like people are coming probably. Sure. Right. And, um, the, I made an Ina Garten winter minestrone soup mm, that mm-hmm. was good. And That's a good one. I've had, I've made that before. I think. And at the last moment you put some pesto and white wine in it or something. Oh yeah. Anyways, I was I like, that. grab me the pesto, told someone. Whoever the kids were all around, I was like, "Could you grab me the pesto?" But I, but I missed, I missed it. I didn't track with the pesto the whole time. So, mm-hmm. Blair, I believe, who's an enthusiast for life, got it, but was like skipping through the dining room right in front of the buffet with it as she cracked it open. So the pesto oil oh. just went for a distance. It went. It went. Yeah. Before I even saw it, someone had hit it with the mop. So one okay. of the kids was like, I'll oh, get it! And grabbed the rag mop. So basically we created a large oil slick in front, <laughs> in front of the buffet. Which is why when people came, I was actually with a degreasing spray on my hands and knees trying to keep it from being a death trap at the buffet. <laughs> That's we, awesome. We buff our floors up with straight mm. olive oil slick before you come. Just as a little mm-hmm. winsome, hospitable Just kind of like to give you a little moment. I remember somebody once in high school spilled some kind of acid on the floor in the science room. Oh. It was like, oh, what I was it? Like folic that. acid or I don't know what folic. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what folic acid is. It's but you do. It's, it's in all the prenatals. Uh so that some, might be why it sprang kind, to mind. It was an acid. Of an acid yeah. was spilt. But I remember this because it was I like, like folic as being the idea yeah, of what it was. That. But whatever it was, it wouldn't clean up at all. Well, it was probably the uncleanable acid. And it it just for weeks people would walk past and wipe out. Just <laughs> it was like but people would fall from like standing still yeah, on standing the floor. Still it was amazing. Bit. Oh it yeah. was it was Yeah, it was intense. Impossible in yeah. its glory. Now I'm really curious what that acid was because clearly I bet Mr. it probably was still remembers. Yeah, no doubt he listens to our podcast. So no, I mean you should ask we him should when find you see out. him sometime not on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not saying well, I'm yeah. not saying Mr. Struble should write in and respond. What would that have been though? I don't know. Yeah. But I anyway, do remember it. It yeah. was sort of one of those glorious <laughs> moments. Also like the other glorious moment when there cuz Logos is in an old um, roller rink. It was a roller rink that yeah. So in our youth the main hall was not carpeted. It was roller rink. It was yeah. yellow roller rink yellow floor. like epoxy floor. Yeah, and uh somebody dropped some thermometers or something on that thing cuz there was oh, a mercury yeah. spill. <laughs> it, a like hazardous zone of mercury spill and that and mercury like balls up and rolls everywhere. Yeah. So I remember it being like quarantined off and and teachers in in like hazmat suits <laughs> uh, cleaning it up with like like papers like trying uh-huh. to catch the uh-huh. pills of mercury yep. on paper yep 
I, I, these are the things that make an impression yeah, as a child. They do. The deadly they do. mercury spill in the yeah. hall. Uh huh. Yeah, that was funny. Mercury, oh, I always goodness. thought, everyone probably knows this, but I still think it's interesting that the Mad Hatter was actually a thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That hatters would go crazy because of all the mercury. They would rub mercury into the band, into the, I feel like it was in the band. There was some time where they were really hands-on with mercury. But I would think that would affect the person you put on their head. wearing it. Yeah. You would think. One would imagine. Uh-huh. It's a little fashion tidbit from a little something from the annals there yeah (laughs) don't go in for the authentic methods no on some of these things no kind of like you remember granddad telling us how they made beef jerky (gasps) vaguely it did it involve his clothesline yeah it's like they just hang up raw beef on the clothesline like salt on it or something oh yeah it's like whenever they were hungry they'd just like shoo some flies off and grab some beef jerky See, sometimes the old ways are not the ways we want to go back to. <laughs> People are like, in the good old days when everyone who, who was not ruggedly when healthy gonna, wouldn't have lived I was going to say, when only infancy. the strong survived. Yeah, in those days. <laughs> but, oh, okay, so word. there was something yeah. someone brought up in a... You had you said message. Yeah, I just think that this is something that is worth talking about. I think it's interesting. So, I I come with a topic, which is what someone asked what we would think of cosmetic surgeries that are like I guess frivolous cosmetic surgeries, but presumably not large. But she was qualifying it, not like. I missed this. So, okay. So, not large-scale <clears throat> cosmetic surgeries like, um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Just generally I, speaking. No, the context that she was putting it in was, was combating the consequences of, like, sin and the curse and, like, um, so kind of, like, age spots and wrinkles and, like, oh. or or just pure vanity, vanity in the category not like I'm, I'm not calling it a sin I mean sure. the um like having your ears pinned back if you think your ears stick out too so, much or okay. just kind of like like that kind of thing and I thought my first instinct is like there's a lot or spider veins the kind of thing is but like here's the thing like kind of before going anywhere with that you would have to acknowledge at the front end if God had thought there was a list of forbidden surgeries, he would have put it in the Bible. You know, like, and and granted, there are things like the transgender surgeries are, I mean, that's just clear, right? Well, but it's not like, but it's, it's clear like, if God because had of reasoning thought, from biblical principles. No, but if God had thought, like, forehead wrinkles, yes, nose job, no, then then yeah. it would have been in there. The, the thing you have to be able to do is reason from the principle and you go from the principle to the right. specific situation. So this is what I but think what, is interesting. This goes, though, to the logic thing we were talking about the other day. Which we cut which we out cut of out bad episode. We were, we were not... Quick! Google we were, a logic yeah, textbook whoa, for us. What's because... happening? No, um, no, the thing is, is, is what often happens is someone will, will argue from one specific instance of when, um, when it was okay... Mm-hmm. Then they reason up the chain from that to say, so you see the principle is it's okay. And then they reason from the principle down the chain to another one. Also. And they say, so they and would so, say someone got a bad burn 
on their face and it disfigured them in some way and there was a cosmetic surgery that could repair that in yeah. a way that every Christian would probably be fine with you uh-huh. doing and that therefore boob jobs are right. it. Right, and the way they therefore do, the way they jump yeah. from one to the other is by saying, "See, there's nothing wrong Obviously. with the surgery, and if there's nothing wrong yeah. with the surgery, there's nothing wrong with any surgery." So my question, though, about so you this, have to start at the right end, is what when I'm saying. You say transgender surgery is clearly out, and and I agree with that from biblical principles. There's, yeah, but there's, I'm saying you reason from the biblical principle out to the right, surgery. But what I'm saying is, on the one hand, you have that. That's one kind, one genre of discontent-driven surgical interventions. Right. But the other thing is a biblical, the thing that I was thinking is that there is actually a uniquely Christian biblical approach to the problem of death and sin. And it is not cosmetic surgeries. That's the, that is the thing that, and also the Bible does talk about the the honor due to older people. Like it's actually not a, it's never treated Aging in scripture is a sign of something that you should be honored for, right? Like it's not the, right. like it's scripture is never like try to maintain your youth. Yes. That's not a <clears throat> biblical principle to be trying to look younger than you are. And like it talks about, um, you know, gray hair being a, a honor, you know, like things, there's a lot of like, it's not a thing biblically speaking to try to not look as old as you are. On the other hand... That's a cultural thing. But I'm going to just... Just, like, on the other side, we do know that death is an enemy, and the last enemy to, to be destroyed will be death. It's not like... That is a broken part of... The, it's right? a result but of the fall. But somehow I think it is... The problem is that we also think that... That, uh, that we have in Christ the victory over that. So we don't... We, in a way... We're not, but it's not yet. I mean, it's the already not yet part. But the thing I know, is, but my point is that that the actual that we're not combating death by because that's the one thing about cosmetic surgery is that we're combating the appearance of it. Yes, but we're not say, actually doing a quick cosmetic surgery that lengthens your life five years. But no, and here's here's the thing. And if you could, should you our bathroom? Wow. This brings me to our bathroom. Right back to that. Yep. <laughs> You knew it would come back mm-hmm. sooner or later. I'm going to look for to a way to bathroom. bring up the sewage treatment plant. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so the bathroom, our bathroom, is like one corner of our house that we have not yet gutted. And, well, we've gutted the other bathroom, but we haven't gutted this bathroom. The one functioning bathroom we have. And um, there were some workers, back when we were just renting the house, before we owned it, some workers came in to, to fix some stuff in there. And we had just, like, just moved in. And there was all of this mold up on the ceiling because there's not a real functioning fan in there. So what they did was threw some paint over the top of it. Mm, uh, that'll do. And that'll, that'll do. do. That'll cover that puppy right up. And mm-hmm. the, <laughs> I remember um, talking to your brother-in-law who was like, well, that's the worst because you're never going to get rid of it now. You know, like it's trapped in there yeah. in between the layers of paint and it's just there. So basically until that bathroom gets gutted, that mold, like we just periodically mm. go in with seriously a sponge paintbrush and a bowl of bleach and we just paint bleach all over the ceiling and the walls. 
And I was just looking at it earlier today, and I was like, ah, oh, it's time to get back up there with the bleach. But we mm. can't actually get rid of inside. the problem because it's like it's trapped in there. And I feel like that's kind of the situation where you're saying like you can't actually do it. You're not actually reversing the curse. Like no, you're, you're not. putting a little coat of paint on. No, top. And, and I think the much more concerning part is like I don't have any problem with a Christian being like if it's like if their heart is not entangled in it. But if see, it is like oh. You know what? While I'm here, if I don't even know how people do treat age spots, but if someone was like, while I'm here, you want me to zip off these age spots? It's like, oh, sure. Why not? See, that's a totally different thing than someone who's being p- peering into the mirror every day to document them all. But this is what I mean about you have to reason from the principle because let's say that somebody is going at it from the wrong end and they say, well, death is the enemy biblically speaking which means that anything we do because we're we're fighting <laughs> my wrinkles death, is the any enemy. old thing we're doing is therefore battling for righteousness it's like no no it isn't mm-hmm. we know how death is conquered <laughs> and will, it's not through surgeries i will say i had a surprise aging <laughs> the other day because i got up i didn't look at myself in the mirror until i'd already been up a couple hours i okay. felt like it so i'm not sure how this came to pass <laughs> but I had a still had a you know like a pillow crease total monster level pillow crease <laughs> but it looked more like I must have slept on the edge of a on the sharp edge of a ruler or something because it was just <laughs> but it was like but I was really confused because it was like cutting right through my cheekbone yeah and I was like what is this? Like, did I just develop a wrinkle overnight? <laughs> like, like, I was like, I haven't seen this. But when I smiled, it attached to my smile lines by my... So then I was like, is this actually a new wrinkle? Like, did I pop a huge crease in my face overnight? Oh, that's but funny. as it turns out, it went away. But here's the, the thing. I think that um, there's two simplistic ways of approaching the problem. One would be the the approach of, yes, of course, they're all bad. What are you thinking? The other approach would be, of course, they're not bad. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, how dare you make that How dare you mention it? Because yeah. the, the truth is, like, we've got, oh, 49 of our children in braces, it seems like. You know, and it's like, what is that? That's obviously, that's taking cosmetic... Um, so, I mean, you know, sure. Like, it's nice when your teeth align and you bite correctly. But yeah, it's but not exactly but it's life-threatening. A, it, no, it's a leisure. It's a leisure it's activity. It's a leisure um, and yeah. luxury and, thing. And the truth is, is like, I, I'm like, no, I want my kids to have, like, nice straight teeth and have a nice yeah. smile. And, and that's a cosmetic intervention. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you say from that, this is what I mean about doing it wrong logically. If you say, see, braces are okay, therefore cosmetic things are fine therefore foot binding is clearly not a problem at all you know like or not i i think the thing that is that there are things that are i think what you're trying to say is maybe the principle maybe there's nuance around some of this stuff mm-hmm. like what like oh well i could totally see that the same surgery could be completely fine for one person and really foolish for another and but the reality is that even if it's nuanced the principles are not nuanced because the the issues of like are you full of gratitude are you 
um, content are you? You know, like there's a lot to talk about that presents at the same time. There's contentment. There's gratitude. There's laying down your life for others. There's, there's knowing. There's knowing and embracing, in some way, that we're mortal. Like that, and that sometimes I think I think. I just, like, every year I feel like I have an increased awareness of how little time we have. Oh, yeah. And you're like, there's so much that needs to be done. But here's here's a for instance. Like, let's say you have somebody who just let herself go totally to seed after she got married. Well, I think that actually laying down your life for others in that case would probably involve, you know, you need to take better care of yourself. You need to love your husband with what you have and this isn't it right Mm -hmm. and so I think that there but then you have somebody else who is self-absorbed right and spends all their time on themselves so like if your husband is like no I'm really happy with you and you're like well I just really hate this like I don't like sure but you know we've all met those people who are like bizarrely fascinated with like how much they hate their wrist bone or their like yeah toes they're like I can't wear flip-flops People might see my toes that I hate. <laughs> no, like, I just wow. Think, but this is kind of like saying, in the abstract, is it a sin to eat that donut? Of course when not. you're like, yeah. well, no. The thing is, yeah, maybe or maybe not. Did your mother tell you you may not eat no, that donut? No, but the sin is no, not but, in the donut. But the here's sin the thing. Is in the... But what I'm trying to say is that no, actually... you're saying donuts are sinful, and <laughs> no, that's my I'm logic saying, lesson for the day. I'm saying maybe it is. Yeah, you know, and no, because the because the sin principle... would never be in the donut. Though. No, the but sin the would sin would be in the misuser of the donut. No, the sin would present in the donut because if you told your child, no, you may not have the donut, then you walked out of the room, and so they quickly snuck the donut. The that is how they manifested their disobedience is right there what in the donut. What you saw, though, right? But it's not. It the might. Thing. It could have yeah. been a keychain that they weren't supposed to touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Anything. But the thing is, is that sin never remains in the hypothetical abstract. Sin always comes down to particulars. Yeah. And so there are certain things which are innocent, perhaps in themselves, but can be used rightly and can be used sinfully. And it doesn't do any good to point to one instance where it's sinful or right. one instance where it's righteous. You have to be able to articulate the principle. So this is something that we, this is changing the subject from cosmetic surgeries, but this is something that we were talking about with, with, um, personality tests or like the Enneagram or whatever. When we were talking about that is that people will say, well, we did that on the podcast. We talked about some aspect of this, didn't we? Well, we were talking about it elsewhere because we were talking about yeah. it on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, the point was is that people will say, no, this is a good thing because I learned this thing in it. Like, which is which is just reasoning the opposite way, which is saying because there was some something here, then that justifies the whole right. situation. Right. And that's the <clears throat> and it is the same people just do that kind of sloppy reasoning with stuff. Like, it's like, oh, okay, this is in this place, like saying it's okay for me to eat a donut if I bought it at 
the grocery store, so if I saw it on my coworker's desk, it's okay to eat it. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. So the act of eating a donut yeah. is innocent, and I am conscious. Right. I am have no con- right. qualms right. in my so conscience if I took as it I out steal my, donuts yeah. from others. As I took it them. out of my friend's locker. Right, and so I make think, the argument that donuts are not inherently and sinful. Like, <laughs> and then you're like, and and think about it. God gave us donuts. We for rejoice. His glory. We rejoice he, in his, his bounty. This is his creation. And you're like, yeah, it, it's not for you right now. Like, back away from yeah. your neighbor's donuts. Like, <laughs> But all saying, I'm saying is that I think that, that it is super important to be able to articulate the principle. And this is, I know, I probably have said this before on the podcast, but I think it is one of those amazing uh, sort of testimonies to the fact that the Bible was inspired by God it is instead of written by humans. Yeah. Because, and I'm sure I've given this example before, but the Bible says women are to be modest. It doesn't actually say, "Here's how long your toga needs." Oh, well, to be. and it doesn't say, and it doesn't say things like about the leotards when they come yeah. in. Like <laughs> the thing when is... the leotards are in vogue. <laughs> What's but, not going to be good is the if, ones that are really, really high cut up over your hip bones. It's going to be a no-no. But the thing is, is <laughs> if humans had composed this document, we would have compiled a detailed we list. We would have gone so deep into every, like, like our neon leg warmers to attention getting and thus immodest. Uh-huh. Mm. And I think so. And I, I was actually just triple reading. stacked scrunchies are... <laughs> I was reading an article today. the same as gold in your hair. sumptuary laws in different cultures. Mm. And the sumptuary laws sometimes got incredibly particular about you may not have stripes and you may not do this and you may not do that yeah. and you can't have a pearl and you can't have... So the thing is, that's what humans in just invariably gravitate towards is the checklist. Mm-hmm. And um, and actually, the Bible gives us principles that you can apply across all cultures. And so the thing is, is like, when you look at other cultures, it's often very easy to, to see. But we get entangled in our own cultural stuff. So like, when you look at pictures of foot binding, you're like how could anyone ever think this was okay? No, like, who signed off on that? Yeah, like, this is this is truly appalling. You're mangling and then, what God and has given you. And in their culture, they're like, no, it makes them more beautiful, and they'll want to be more beautiful. But, no, I one time I we were, we were talking about this very question in one of my classes, and I had a, a kid in the class who was a foreign exchange student from China, and he actually weighed in on the discussion and said, we think small feet are beautiful. And it was like, and the rest of the class is like gagging. They do to their feet. Yeah. And so, but he was like, no, but we think small feet are beautiful. So, so then that's cool. But, but the trick let's is, do that is then. what, when we were like, what I was going through with my students is like, let's try and articulate the principle here. And what are things that when you do them, you are glorifying the image of God versus things that you are defacing the image of God. Right. And obviously that doesn't like when you take somebody's jacked up snarly teeth and you actually put them back in order, are you defacing the image of God or are you, are you glorifying it? And it's like, no, you're glorifying it. You're actually doing, you know, you're, well, you're working with, you're working you're with the creator the and yes, you're when like, you're taking your woman body and mangling it up to try and make it a man body. You're defacing the image of God. You know, like, this is not... Well, more than that, and that's more complicated because at that phase, you're not just defacing the image of God, but you're actually trying to... 
you're actually trying to insult the creator. And, the, you know, like, it's an effort. Yeah. It is a sp- deliberate effort to say, you didn't make me. Right. I made me. So when the guy, you know, tattoos his entire face with scales and has his nostrils, like, surgically changed to make him look like a dragon, um, that is, he's actively defacing yeah. the image of God. And so then you have to say, like, okay, the principle then is you know, clearly sin has broken us. There are lots of results of the fall that are, um, if they're correctable and they're correctable in a way that doesn't make you self-obsessed and vain and all of these Mm -hmm. things, you know, it's like, fine, whatever, you know, knock yourself out. Yeah. Um, But like, but the thing is like, could somebody use braces in a way that was vain and horrible? I was talking with my children about because obviously one of the cultural things we have is like the all kinds of colors of hair that's not natural colors of hair and um not just there there's like to me there are different classes of of hair coloring one of them is the class of um whatever in what we would call it you're enhancing what you already have or people are you know whatever but they're Working within a palette of colors yeah. that are uh, that appear in creation. Yeah, colors you know, found in nature. Right. Well, then, <clears throat> then there's all the popular ones that are like uh, green. I see a lot of really ugly green, blue, mm-hmm. pink, purple. You know, like all of those colors. Um, and I really think, like, I think it's interesting just to look at it. And I'm like, I think maybe one out of a hundred people who have dyed their hair an unnatural color are in any way flattered by the color that they put oh, by yeah. their face. Like, they do not look... I would put the number as quite a bit smaller than that, but Well, anyway. I'm saying that because I think I have maybe seen one or two people that I actually thought still looked like a pretty person with a weird <laughs> hair color. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Like, where you're like, you still at least managed to pick a color that didn't make you look incredibly <laughs> sallow. <laughs> like, at least you didn't just, like, permanently light your face up with the worst lighting yeah. in the world. You know, yeah. like, at least there's something else. At least you're still flattered somehow sure. by this situation. Um, and I don't think it's it's not something that, like, I think principally... I think this is a really interesting issue because I do believe principally we... I don't think it's anchored in the color of hair that it is. I don't think it is... Um, I think it's a much more complicated issue than that. Like, yeah. But I think that what is typically manifesting in that behavior culturally right now mm-hmm. is the same denial of the creator and the same I am who I want to be, I do what I want to do. Yeah. No one can say anything about it to me, yeah. so I'm going to do this. So right now, I think that it generally generally speaking, represents people who are in some phase of nihilistic despair. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever, they are in some some stage of that. Whether it is a Christian who is just intaking things that the world is saying and not thinking about it, um, which is obviously the best possible way to be in that problem. Right. Right. Um, But I, I do think that it's quite possible that in a number of years, it won't mean that. Do you know what I mean? Like in how, like in the same way we talk when when women first started wearing makeup, it was only whores that would wear 
oh, makeup. Depends on what century you're talking about, because I think women oh, yeah, no, not makeup the, for all time. Yeah, but I mean, in in most recently in America, probably like what the 1800s. Well, that goes back to the sumptuary laws because you weren't allowed to wear stripes because I think that's what the prostitutes wore. Anyway, yeah. So, but that know. but that kind of thing because because when my point is that when it first happened, Christians are not actually supposed to be the fashion world early adopters because almost universally it's some kind of rebellion or something happening or on the surgery front i do think that um when there was the mania for everyone getting implants and it was always really funny because like we live in moscow there wasn't a big surgery center here so (laughs) you're going around life is normal everyone is normal then you go you know with the occasional the occasional thing. But then you go... <laughs> There's we were, a whole lot of normal people in Idaho. It's true. But, but then we go down to Boise. Whoops. And it would be like, has every single woman at the mall gotten yeah. implants? It appears so. And But the thing is, is that that is clearly our culture is demented sexually. Like, yeah. completely right. demented. And you have women who are actually sacrificing their bodies on the altar of... A, a really twisted mentality. But then the other thing, too, is, like, on that one, I have no problem with, you know, I don't know, somebody who's had a mastectomy, whatever. There's, oh, there, you no, can there's think of, of all kinds of stuff. But There's but lots of reasons to be thankful that the technology <clears throat> exists, yeah. too. But the, th- yeah. but the truth is, is you have all of these women who are actually destroying the one thing that, like, the one function of their breasts in the name of, you know, say the one function, but it is, well, but it is the I, I, primary I mean, purpose. No, but yeah. I mean like the, yeah. fu- the actual function. Yeah. Yeah. They're destroying the function. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and it's like, wow, have we gotten ourselves so, so twisted as a culture? So where, I was going to say when we were talking about <clears throat> people who are defacing the image of God in the sense of like tattoos all over your face, if you're, if you're going for it in the, in the still trying to be beautiful in that like boob jobs, big inflated lips and long fake eyelashes and you're trying to be beautiful, but it's defacing the image of God with a sexual perversion because the idea is that what God made is not erotic enough. Like we need to bring in a lot of other details. I think it's just, it's buying into a lie about what women are supposed to be for or what your value is. Yeah. Where, what, where, what is God glorified (coughs) by in you? Like, what is it? And if it just, it seems like it is a wrong headed approach to self. I mean, it's like, what am I? And oftentimes it's because the women are desperately, sacrificing themselves to their, you know, whatever, to the men's actual twisted, you know, the whole thing. Like that is a big cycle of doom. It is a big cycle of doom. And I just think if Christians are galloping after that, then they have obviously taken the bait. And, um, and so there's, there's certainly ways in which I think any surgery aside from, I, I can't, possibly think why a transgender surgery that one just seems all the way out but you i have just to get really really like, far in the skinny branches of but someone just being basic, born a hermaphrodite <laughs> but basic <laughs> basically like i don't think there's any way you could say this surgery is wrong this surgery is right but there's lots of ways that you could say you doing that surgery is very wrong or also this or, industry is oh that, is yeah. wrong this 
doctor is perverse that right. this is what he's right. gotten into. This woman like, is desperate and sad and needy. You are preying on people who, yes. Yeah. Like, and I want to be clear what I was trying to say earlier that I, I just think that there's a lot for Christians to think about is that we should not be like what drives the world's fashion, um, you know, what's cool, what's... Fa- it it mm-hmm. is like one never-ending Sneetches on the Beaches episode. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, oh, it is. I mean, like, we're all just trying to achieve the new thing that sets us apart, that looks whatever, mm-hmm. that ticks all the boxes of what we want to look like when mm-hmm. we are seen in public and what we want to... Um, what things are we trying to get people to associate with us when yep. they see us? What do we want them to think of? How do we want this to be going? Um, all of that... All of that fashion drive. The reason I said I think typically Christians are not supposed to be on the cutting edge of the fashion is because it is a incredibly kind of nihilistic pursuit of uh, well. Vanity. I don't think I would quite say it that way though, because I think in an ideal culture, Christians would yeah, be at the forefront, but, but not that one. No, That's the, not that, that is one. the thing is that <laughs> when people say so, for instance. The whole issue of like, well, yeah, you say that what's happening on the runways is dumb, but you're buying it a few years later, which you are. We absolutely are all kind of, well, wildly deluded, but anyway, yeah. But, but we are on the train that starts at the, at the high fashion runways Mm -hmm. and ends in. And it doesn't even do you any good to say, that's why I wear prairie dresses. Because all that means, it just means that you're way in the back of the train because that train was being driven by the ungodly culture. And Paris, Paris's fashions and everyone. So I just think that my point is that uh, if you're like lapping up whatever the world gives you about what is the what is yeah. the cool new way to look this season, yeah. then you need to maybe reconsider some other more Christian pursuits in the sense of like be a little busier Unless, while you're. Yeah, but I I think the thing is is there's um, I think the question is which verses are you quick to dismiss in favor of other verses because the Bible is very clear that charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You are not supposed to be Mm -hmm. seeking your identity in, in beauty because it's a losing battle anyways. And it's just not doing it. It's not. Don't lay up your treasure where moth and, and rust dis- destroy and, and where wrinkles are coming for don't you. Don't lay up your treasures. Yes, exactly. Don't lay them up where no matter what, you're going to get gray hair. Yeah, you're like, going to lose. It's happening. In the end. It's happening but, to you. But so there's those clear verses. But then on the other hand, we are also, that we're never told that it's wrong to be beautiful or it's wrong to care about it. Sarah was a beautiful woman. And, you know, like there's all of this stuff. That, and I, as I recently, the question is, which one are you... Are you ready to jump in? Don't you in? think that Esther was basically that? I was laughing. I, I've always felt like they must have been basically embalmed by the time they Isn't saw it? the king. I you're really like, wish we knew what like they were doing. Six months with I oil might... of myrrh? I mean, like, yeah. what could you have been doing all that time? Yeah, you when... would have been real sweaty. You would think, but you would think that you would have infused you so deeply that you, you yourself have. would oh. have become an oil of myrrh at that point. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways, yeah. aside from that, the. The, the of course beauty is not um, that it is a thing that God created and that yeah. He gave us and women are supposed to be he beautiful. Built it into the which world, which is actually part of the reason we would object to things like the ugly hair yeah. trends or yeah. the you know whatever yeah. women with a. <laughs> years ago, we had a downstairs neighbor who 
had a, a lot of variety of piercings and no makeup and yeah, uh, bad skin and hair not done and a big bowl ring in her nose. Oh gosh, yeah. And they were always smoking pot and we always felt bad about that. We were always like <laughs> trying to be friendly, you know, like they'd be out smoking on the. Well, one time I come out of the house and she's sitting there in this t-shirt that says piss off with a big bowl ring in her nose and I was like hey Sarah how's it going (laughs) (laughs) trying to small talk with this person I was with someone else and after we left I was like oh she's a sad little muffin and they said how do you know that (laughs) like how could you have made that judgment you don't know no it was just like how could you know that she's not happy and And I was like like, oh look look mm. at her basically it was the sign she was holding that says I'm a sad little there was nothing about it that was subtle but it was also (laughs) but it was also like she had she dressed herself to communicate despair yeah do you know like everything about this? Yeah. And then, and people know this. We we dress to communicate, and we all Always. speak this language. Yeah, like all humans understand mm-hmm. the lingo, yeah. but we pretend we cannot. And sometimes. we get mad if someone pretends. We're they like, can. how dare you think you knew what she meant but, by okay. her blue hair? Have I? I don't know if I've used this example, but just sorry, guys, you're gonna hear it again. I do this in... Like we're making a car foggy. We're getting foggy. Let's turn on the, the frost. Ignoy. 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 Ignoy the nor making. Yeah, the noise. Here good. it comes. No, the thing is, um, I do this example in my lit classes, and this is really funny, where if you say, okay, everybody, get out a piece of paper. Um, you're going to introduce a character in a story. You've got to describe this person to me. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what this girl is like, and then you're going to describe what she's wearing and, and how she's carrying herself and everything. So you describe, this is a girl who has been mistreated by every man, you know, in her mm-hmm. life, starting her with her dad. Her mom's an alcoholic. Her mom's an alcoholic. She's sometimes suicidal. She's got a long history with drugs. Um, she listens to death metal. Yeah. And she is... You know, like, describe yeah. that girl. Now, you introduce her into the story, story and you tell me you describe what she this looks character like. For and me. everybody's like, oh, yeah, okay, got it, got it, got it. Oh, I know, just that person. And they, and I they, see that person often. And they describe the person, and I'm like, okay, now how many of you had her wearing pink and chewy, chewing gum? Like, bleach Does she blonde. have a, a high is she, ponytail? Yeah, high is ponytail, she... blonde, chewing gum. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. No. Did anyone? Nobody has her. Nobody. It's like everybody knows. Does it mean, and this is but not a thing. statement that there's no blonde, suicidal, no. abused no, no, people no. who look cheerful. No, it's just that we all we all actually know how to read cultural symbols. So you say, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, she's wearing, like, torn fishnets and black converse. Or yeah. or she's wearing, like, lumberjack boots and and she's got... You know, like dyed black like hair that's all in her face, top. A nasty, or she's wearing black lipstick and she's got a she tattoo has, around her neck, like a has, choker tattoo on her yeah, neck, yeah, or like a dog collar. She might be wearing yeah. a dog collar, and, and she's got her hair in her face. Her or hair she's is asymmetrically she shaved butched. one side. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody know. knows how to describe this girl. And then you then, say, what if you wanted to write in like a a girl who is like a math whiz, <laughs> who was, and everyone's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, let me write, let me write her. I know exactly what she would be wearing but the thing is is like we actually understand and i and i'm a cellist i 
You actually could keep going at you this could. with forever. But I'm like, or it's the bratty, manipulative cheerleader who is a backstabber. Oh, and a, well, yes. that's the girl who's doing, you know, like, yeah. anyway, we all understand this. And, and we know how to read, like, you know the difference between the actual cowboy and the cowboy, uh, the Abercrombie cowboy. Right, the the sort of like the mm-hmm. frat boy cowboy who's never, you know, the yeah. You, we know the lumber sexual from the actual lumberjack. We all can tell the difference. Wasn't there that video where they pulled random lumberjack guys off of like Brooklyn, had them like try to cut a log in half, like like give them ah, an, give them so an axe when they're wearing like classic lumberjack yeah. boots and they're they're like flannel shirt. I'm totally ready with this beard Chiseled of mine. Beard. They're yeah. like, can you chop wood? Nope. No. No. Nope. Don't know which end of the. Don't know to how use. to do this. But the thing is, is we actually know how to read it, and so then it's very funny when you actually read it, and everyone says, "How dare you? You don't know what's happening." Well, we know yet. how to read it. We know how to write it. We we traffic in it twenty four seven, and then we just get our feelings hurt if yeah. anyone acts like it might mean so, something spiritual, right? So, which is like I see from your outfit that you need help with despair. Yeah. But the thing They'd is, like, we also how know dare that you? we understand that hypocrisy is a thing too. We understand oh, yeah, people totally. who have a clean cut outside and they're despairing on the inside. We understand that. So you can't, you can't say, ah, oh, I can read their hearts because we do know that that is something we can't do. But we do also know that when somebody's like billboarding, Hey, I am a struggling girl who hates God. That it's that not. It's Christians not like, should not be afraid to take the cue yeah. and ask them if they need yeah. to talk. It's like I see that you look like and you're hating this is God. What, this is what is behind the amazing scandals of every modesty statement that's been happening since whatever. <laughs> I don't know when they first started being an epidemic in Christian circles, but you know the great outrages over the whatever yoga pants. One day it Just was anything. that. Bikinis. Yeah. That's happened. Perennially. Bikinis has happened for ever since bikinis happened. Were, yeah, ever <laughs> since. Probably since bikinis were knee length dresses, it's been happening. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it's been happening. But this is what all the outrage is over anytime someone uses it as indicative that there may be a spiritual yeah. concern. Then it's when like, it, then how it was like, dare you, you appall me, you and your dirty you and mind. Your whitewashed tomb. <laughs> you are you. the worst. Yeah. I, I once had someone say to me in a really nasty tone I should I mean real bad (laughs) real bad guys and it was in the face of some substantial sin okay real sin that I had had to well yeah I would say actually red hot sins (laughs) big time sins that I'd had to call out and someone was so angry with me about it <laughs> said that they did not ask me to keep them accountable. Yeah. Like if you're not specifically an accountability mm-hmm. partner, mm-hmm. you can't see it. Like no. you don't see anything. No. You have no eyes. And then and then she said, "We need vanilla white girls like you." <laughs> but we also need it's like this more complex. <laughs> these these more complex Fudge ribbon girls or whatever they were, <laughs> moose tracks girls. <laughs> she didn't go that far. Yeah, she didn't. No. She didn't run it into the ground no, in that no. way. She just left it with so much despisal yeah. for the vanilla white girls. Yeah, which but which I, I need think... to just be clear: we're just people who were not currently entangled in this sexual, really sin. red hot sexual sin. <laughs> yeah, 
but but the thing is is I feel like we are way quick way way quick to say you can't possibly know that that's what this person means by their cultural trappings and it's like well oh I think we can I think we can be relatively sure that we understand the culture we live in now I know that like when you step across into another culture even when it was just England I suddenly had no grid anymore. Yeah. Like, I yeah. would look at them and I would think, now, what What are you? Like, what is this mm-hmm. outfit you're wearing? I can't figure it Can out. Can you tell me what this like, means? Like, are you being a prairie muffin or are you being, like, an Incredibly ironic, hip. very yeah. chic? Like, I can't tell. And so, and the thing is, is, like, after living there a few years, yeah, suddenly, I like, I'm conversant enough that I can identify it. But then, mm-hmm. um, you know, you step out of it and... And you don't know anymore. So if you take it out of fashion, though, there's other ways. Like, if you saw someone with, like, tears in their eyes and drawn cheeks looking in the window of a bakery longingly at breads. (laughs) And you said, are you hungry? Yeah. Then would you be in sin for having taken into account the situation, how they're looking... Could I help you with that? Like, could yeah. I buy you a loaf of bread? Mm-hmm. But, and and I hope that people would not think that that was scandalously no. rude. Because, but, my word. No. But on the other hand, that it's actually, it's not just, it's not just not rude. It's the job of a Christian yeah. to be like, oh, look. Now, that situation is... That is obviously a physical problem, but but how many Christians look exactly like that, longingly looking through the window at the world? Like, all I want on the other side of this glass is a sex in the city lifestyle, <laughs> but I can't have it for some reason. Right. So, so I'm I'll just standing around on the, to the window. Standing around here. Well, in that case, the role of the Christian is not to say, can I help buy you this licentious lifestyle? But to say, you need Jesus. Like you need something else. You need to long for something else. And if you see some poor girl who's clearly trolling the room for guys to whistle at her, you know, like if this is what she is obviously fishing for, Mm -hmm. then it's not reading her heart to say no it's reading the situation it's reading the visible manifestation you're not you're not not (laughs) saying you're not saying with my secret glasses i got in my christian cereal i am able to see your true colors you're just saying like i actually you're saying oh dang i know how to read the story like do you need some help yeah and and so like back on the cosmetic surgery thing i think the same thing is kind of true if you see a woman who is in desperation trying to keep her youth and her beauty then that shows you where her heart is like where you're like what are you what window are you staring through longingly where your treasure is there your heart will be also like Mm -hmm. you actually can tell where someone's heart is based on what where their treasure is and Mm -hmm. and if you see a woman who is throwing herself after a desperate cling to beauty which you know a it's a losing battle anyway and mm-hmm. b this is this tells you that her heart is in the wrong place it you can say like in that case i think you're way out right here on this right but if you see somebody else who is obviously content and grateful and cheerful and hard it's working the kind of person who would lay it down like, in a hey, heartbeat that's guess the thing what? it's the person who doesn't care the person who's like i got my wrinkles taken out 
<laughs> Look, Look at me that. be so young. You know, whatever. Yeah. And, and you might say, oh, I wouldn't do that. You or whatever. Like, huh, interesting. Like, interesting life choice you made. But you wouldn't have the same... No, not at all. You wouldn't have the same concern about it. And so I just think it's the... The question is, like, what are you pursuing and why are you pursuing it and where is your heart? Well, I think there's also that thing about who are we, you know, like, what... I'm not going to quote the quote the verse correctly, but it's like, who am I to take good from the hand of the Lord and not evil, right? Yeah. And you think, who are we to accept youth from the Lord and not age? And not wrinkles, yeah. Like, who are we to accept our skin before it got saggy and not accept it? When it did, actually, just totally reminded myself of Lena wrote a paper in first grade or something okay. about um, about what she wanted to somehow. I don't know. It was just a paper that came home, but she described Grandma Bessie as the lady with the saggy white cheeks. Oh, and it was so sweet because it was like it was a very little kid's description yeah. of your grandma, who was like to her this like haze of yeah of like. It just of like something like she yeah. didn't even understand her very well and yet I loved it so much because she she was writing about wanting to be like her because she oh. was a missionary in Japan or whatever yeah. she was, it was really cute but anyways my point is that the age is not that you know it's like that itself is not the enemy at mm-hmm. all like if you're mm-hmm. in the joy of the Lord then what you are is so much wiser so much richer like yeah. as you have been pursuing Christ, that the age is something you don't resent at all. Yeah, you just you're like like, but those years brought me in the same way that I can think like I really just don't care about the stretch marks that I have. Sure, because I'm yeah. like, because this was part of bringing me the some of the greatest gifts of my life. Yeah, like how could I resent this when it was right? And and the same can be true of the years, like the years that have right. brought you wisdom and greater love and a greater understanding of God's kindness for you. Yeah, and you can embrace that and not at all resent the marks of it. Right, and there's nothing wrong with trying to oil of Olay. age well, <laughs> but yeah. it's just and I do think it it does come down to which verses are you more likely to try to explain away, like. Is if somebody says charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, and you say yes, but the Bible actually never says, and the da 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 da. Don't you know that the Garden of Eden was about? (laughs) But or are you the kind of person who, when somebody says Sarah was beautiful, was a beautiful woman? I hate her. No, but if it's like, (laughs) no, beauty is vain. She only had beauty. She only had beauty in her spirit. Yeah, she did not have any beauty. And it's like so. Some people are scared of scared of the physical world. And mm-hmm. some people are in desperate cling to the physical world. Right, and there's that one, there's that, and then we can't talk about this without mentioning competition. The like, it's like if you have a friend who just happens to be aging much more beautifully than you are, mm. or much more gracefully than you sure. feel like you are. And I think that is that, I think it's Thomas Watson, it might be somebody else, it's about the, um, about a one jewel in the crown of Christ is not uh, it was kind of about how you you would never resent another jewel in the same crown shining brighter than you right like right. if you're oriented correctly even that doesn't matter and we also see that we went over time we're just sloshing right over the 50 minute mark she just lit up the phone so we yeah, could check we're like, Ooh. but guys this is just another example of us being really good at being bad at it <laughs> <laughs> So fast tip. What's your tip? Oh, uh, you were going to say what you do for St. Patrick's Day. 
Oh, because we were talking, talking about recipes. Um, I do cold cannon. I'll when share, is St. Patrick's? I think it's the 17th. All, uh, all March? of March, yeah. I'll share um, the recipes on the Facebook page because I do a corned beef cooked in brown sugar and Guinness, which is really yummy. That sounds really good. And then cold cannon. I love cold cannon. That cold cannon, I was like, I had it mashed at your potatoes house with cabbage and oh, green onions and so parsley good. and, and yeah. uh, bacon all I've in it. I've had it at your house once and I went home and, and then I made I will, it and it and was then amazing. And a challenge to our readers, I'm about to, our readers, well, whatever. Um, I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to say the thing that will earn me resentment among some people, oh, which is, what? I've never had a soda bread I thought was worth having. No. So no. if you have that secret in like magical soda bread, let me in on it because I've given up trying to make I've them. I just make other things. It. Yeah. For but bread. The corn be- okay, so I did um once uh Irish car bomb uh like cupcakes, cupcakes mm-hmm. and they were really good. I did those for um a St. Patrick's thing. And nothing nothing testy about that name either. <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all, like no. culturally offensive. No. Nothing there. No, nothing. nothing. Uh, no, but they were Irish car bomb um, cupcakes, and I feel like I did some kind of hybrid of a couple of recipes, but they actually were surprisingly good, as I recall. And so it sounds good. So yeah. between us, we've made a whole menu. So there, I think that yeah, I'll I'll find out about the Irish car find bombs. It. I think and... that the I don't mind corned beef that's just been boiled. Uh, but it's just not doesn't kill it for me. One time we had a bacon. Also, St. we should Patrick's add Day that thing we are not I had all Irish or Catholic. So why do we celebrate St. Patrick's I'm Day? I'm not. I, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I am not. Yes, we actually are a little bit Irish, but tiny my husband somewhere is from uh, Chicago. From Chicago, where there's so many people that they dye the river green just to celebrate. I feel like but we he's all also. Kind of, he is also Irish m- more than I am Irish. So mm-hmm. we have at least some. His, and his we like the song uh, St. Patrick's Breastplate. So <laughs> Evelyn, what was her last name? She is a very clearly Irish last name was his grandma. So they're, they're, he has some of that. So we celebrate. We do we it. We celebrate. But we celebrate it just with the food pretty much. And then wear it. orange as a little Protestant. Yeah, we do sometimes. No, we joke about wearing orange. We don't have orange so we don't wear it. Maybe Becca and I will bleach and dye our hair orange we this like... year to flatter ourselves <laughs> or to make our like, complexions look just fresh and young. corned beef and cold cannon but have a little Irish, I mean little orange. Protestant flag orange. in it. Yeah, little. But, but St. Patrick couldn't not have been Catholic at that time. You know, well, sometimes it wasn't Catholic, and that's the that's, thing. That sometimes it's you have to be to say yeah, that. because you have to say, well, no, he wasn't Catholic, but he was, he was just the whole. He, was, he just, was part of the church, right? So you're like, maybe he would have had he been born yeah. later, been a great reformer. We don't know. Maybe but he was born before it was a before the fork in the road. All right, <laughs> so he didn't have to worry about it. So all right, anyways, have a good week. Have a good time, Fair guys. Be well. Bye. I'm a 2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager. Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize 
I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth. I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I'm a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in Central Coast, California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.